We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve Perretch, joined as always by sarah kelleher and no dusty evely dusty Ooh. is uh we can't boo him he's on vacation my the man works uh works his butt off he's got a wife who's a nurse and you know deserves deserves and uh, some much needed time off so dusty we appreciate you hopefully you're enjoying some uh, enjoying some time away from the uh from work from the podcast and um i believe he's in colorado if that's if yeah, his, uh, memory colorado. serves i've seen a couple of pictures of him drinking beers already so it looks like he's doing all right but how are you doing sarah what's going on with you i'm good and yeah of course all uh all in good fun that i boo dusty i'm <laughs> glad he's getting some time off from work writing and all the other amazing things that he does so but i'm good i'm i'm excited you know Came off a long weekend. That's always great. Some great new TV shows out that I've been just absolutely indulging in. So I feel good. Uh, and, you know, not a lot of Packer stuff going on, but we're going to make the most of this and have some fun. Yeah, it's not not a lot going on. Not a lot going on. There was some OTA practices and a couple little things here and there to touch on, but we've got a couple things we'll go through. We've got some good questions, do some way, way, way too early predictions for the NFC, what will happen for our Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. So we'll get you guys a good episode here. And then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep this one probably a little bit shorter than normal, but OTAs today, Tuesday, um, and noteworthy stuff, not really – too much coming out, but apparently number one, Matt LaFleur 100% believes that Rodgers and Brady are going to beat Allen, Allen and Mahomes in the match tomorrow. So clearly, you know, that feud that they're technically years, today when they're listening, technically to this, right? today when they're yeah. listening. Yes. Wednesday. Uh, but obviously the feud is over between the two of them. He 100% believes Aaron Rodgers is going to win. So that's really good to see in a promising note. Uh, let's see. As far as uh, things that happened during OTAs, let's see. 
Jordan Love botched a handoff and there was a fumble to Aaron Jones. And then Aaron Jones dropped a pitch from Jordan Love. So clearly they should be cutting Jordan Love. Uh, I mean, let's just let's be done with it. He's clearly not a, a good backup quarterback with with mistakes being made. The name that's uh, that's popping off right now during OTAs, Sarah, it's not the first wide receiver that the Packers took in the draft this year. It's actually Romeo Dobbs making some big plays, um, had a good back shoulder, twisting back shoulder grab from Kurt Benkert today, uh, 25, 24 yards in the two minute drill. Um, Christian Watson's dropped some balls during OTAs and it's been noticeable and there have been tweets about it. Our good friend, uh, pod father, Andy Herman even tweeted about it. And you can tell it's off season because people are freaking out. It was a, he is a wasted pick. B, he reminds you of a young Devonte Adams slash, uh, Jamar chase and C it's just, it's, I, it's hard to believe that we're already here with this, but what are your takeaways on Dobbs and Watson right now? Yeah, I mean, Dobbs, I'm really excited about. I had, you know, mentioned the last couple of weeks and we just kind of talked about Packers draft picks. And then we had some questions last week about, you know, maybe who could be a, a good surprise in the 2022 season. He was the guy that I consistently mentioned. So to see that he's already, you know, doing well in some of these drills is exciting. And hopefully that continues into the season. Um, on the flip side with Watson, I, I think it's way, way too early to hit the panic button on that one. Um Obviously, this is a big, you know, new beginning for him, just like it is for a lot of the rookies. And you see that sometimes they're a little nervous. They drop passes and they just have to get used to it. You know, the pace is quicker. Everything's different. They want to impress. And listen, they're human. So sometimes your nerves get the best of you. I think it'll be fine. Um, anyone out there that is just saying it's a wasted pick already and is getting upset about this. It's June 1st. It's going to be OK. Um, you know, if we're in November and he's dropping touchdown passes, I think it's a different story and you can definitely, you know, get a little upset, but again, I don't even think it's a wasted pick then. So to say that is just a huge reach Um, and it'll be okay. Um, You know, June one, we got a lot of time. Um, Players that were not there today, just kind of, this is from Matt Schneidman always does a great job breaking everything down. So if you're not following Matt on Twitter, make sure you're doing that. But I'm sure if you're listening to us, we've had him on multiple times. You're already following him, but uh, we, there was no Amari Rogers, Sammy Watkins, Aaron Rodgers, Al Lazard, Jari Alexander, Patrick Taylor, Adrian Amos, Sean Gary, Jonathan Garvin, Randy Ramsey, Mercedes Lewis, Preston Smith. Um, and then on the rehab group, you had Bakhtiari, Tunyon, Jenkins, Hill, Lowry, um, we're all in that rehab group. So Sarah's does this move the needle at all for you? You know, not at all. Um, I think it's, <laughs> again, I just, I just talked about it. It's June one. So it's hard to get upset or get emotionally attached to some things here. Obviously these are optional as well. Um, so some of the veteran players aren't going to show up. I know it was nice that, you know, Russell Douglas wasn't there last week. Good to see him out there this week, especially off that new contract. Something just interesting that I think has kind of been a mystery, not a mystery, but it's just been something that a lot of people, including myself, have been curious about. It's just what's going on with David Bakhtiari. Um, clearly that ACL injury, there, there was layers to it. Maybe it was aggravated. He obviously had that second operation to clean things up late in the season. Didn't really see him at all last season. Um, and then um, at 
before his media availability on Tuesday, he mentioned that Bakhtiari wasn't on the field for OTAs and um, per Rob Dombowski, he said, our or he said, quote, our plan all along was to hold him from this and get strong and hopefully be ready to go for training camp. So that's kind of crazy to think about that. You know, he's maybe still not ready and that training camp is the goal. So I hope whatever is going on that he's okay and that he is able to come back healthy. But I mean, it's, it's been a, a year plus and I, I just want to see him back on the field. So I hope he's okay. We've got some, some amazing news and it's, I mean, it's really awesome that Fox has announced their new A teams, their new A team, uh, as far as who's going to be announcing the game. So that is going to be Kevin Burkhardt, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi. And they will have the Packers Vikings from Minneapolis in week one. I'm a little underwhelmed by the team. Like I never found Greg Olson to be great. Like he's fine middle of the pack kind of color analyst. And then, um, Kevin Burkhardt's pretty good, but again, you're like, you're losing Aikman and Buck. And I really feel like people thoroughly underestimate how good that team was. Um, especially Joe Buck. Like, I think he's, he's unbelievably talented for the, the man can call football games, world series games, like anything you put in front of him, he can call and not have a problem with it. Like it's going to be different for sure. So what do you think of the team? Yeah, I kind of disagree with you. I think that, Greg Olson did a good job. So, I mean, again, it's announcer news, so it's not groundbreaking and I'm not <laughs> jumping out of my seat when I, you know, see this tweet. Um, but I think it'll be fine. But I, I, I do agree that um, some people that, you know, maybe were buck haters might see that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I don't know if it's going to be to that level, but I think it'll be fine. I don't think there's going to be this major drop off. Um, and honestly, I'm more focused on the game than anything. So um, interesting that so that's the A team, but I don't think it, it causes too much for concern. So let's uh, let's have a little bit of fun here. We're going to talk about the match that Aaron Rodgers is playing in. As of you're listening to this on Wednesday, and he's playing in this Wednesday. So it is him and Tom Brady versus Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And we weren't really going to talk about this. We were just going to brush over it a little bit. But Sarah found an article that apparently these guys are talking a lot of trash to each other, which is just hilarious. So she's going to pull up a couple of these quotes. Um, with with Rogers and Mahomes, like and, and Josh Allen and Tom Brady, all talking smack to each other. So Sarah hit us with a couple of like the best things, and it actually makes me almost want to watch this now after hearing these guys talk to each other. Yeah, it was hilarious. We were kind of deciding how much do we talk about this? Do we want to do any predictions? Are we even going to watch it? Yeah, we might. You know, tune in a little bit, and then we find this article that has all their quotes from the media availability last week. And if you haven't seen. Um, any of the quotes that have come out of it, or if you didn't watch it, buckle up. Uh, this is a very fun ride. So, um, and I'm just going to read these quotes as they are. Um, so cuss words and all. So here we go from Aaron Rodgers. He says, when we started in the NFL, referring to, um, he and Tom Brady, there was actual real trash talk, like guys trash talked each other. And there was a lot of good shit talk and we knew who they were around the league. Now it's more buddy, buddy, you know, social media following of, others memes the emoji shit and it's not the same 
So when you talk about Kermit the Frog, which is referring to Mahomes, <laughs> and Josh trying to shit talk me and Tom, a couple old school grizzled vets, come on. So Aaron Rodgers very passionate about this. Josh Allen not faced. Uh, Josh Allen said that he thinks Brady's going to have to have you know writers behind the scene helping him out, having note cards. And he said, I think once Tom's script from his team run out of jokes, he's not going to be able to really think on his feet. I feel like I've got a lot of practice and just kind of wit and off the cuff stuff. I think Aaron's a little better in that aspect, but yeah, Tom's going to have to have his little note card out there and he's going to run out. And eventually I don't think he's going to know what to do. So it just continued on. And, you know, Brady not phased then by Josh Allen's remarks. He says, I will come prepared. Like I always do to everything. And you know, it's, it's different. Golf shit talks a little different than pro football shit talk. Usually pro football shit talk. You usually have to back that up. Josh really hasn't backed up much on the football field in his career. <laughs> let's be honest, especially playing against me. So things got really intense very quickly. And I hope they bring some of that in energy to the match today. That would be hilarious. It's on at six 30 Eastern on TNT. So if you're interested in seeing more of the quote unquote shit talk, I guess tune in and we'll see how it goes. If you can't, I'm sure all the clips the best clips will be all over twitter so keep an eye out for that should be pretty interesting yeah i mean calling calling him kermit the frog was just a that was that was my chef's kiss for for i'm honestly impressed that rogers is even up to date with that meme like good for him (laughs) glad that he he knows that see i don't even know what's the meme like i think it's the voice i think it's just Patrick Mahomes' voice is... Well, there's like a meme of him, you know, the Kermit the Frog. Oh, am I not up to date on the memes, apparently? Have you seen the Kermit the Frog? Oh, yeah, the the sipping the tea. Someone like edited Patrick Mahomes' hair and like the headband Uh on it. I'll send you a picture of it. But yes, it is related, I I believe, to the voice, but they took it a step further. Uh, I get you. And there we go. Explaining explaining stuff to the old man. I like it. I appreciate it. I just found it. I'm gonna send it to you so you can can react right here on the podcast. All right. Copying image, (laughs) going to DMs. I mean, this is exactly what the the people want, the scintillating content that we're creating while I wait to oh yeah, that's (laughs) definitely (laughs) that's really good. I have not seen that before. That's really good. All right. Uh, well, let's have a little fun here. We're going to do way since we got nothing to talk about for the most part, outside of, you know, a few minor things, we're going to do some early on predictions of what might happen in the NFC. So Sarah and I kind of got together. We're like, well, let's do who's going to win the NFC North. Who's going to get the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, what's your NFC championship game prediction. Who's going to be in it in the winter and then Super Bowl predictions. So, you know, not too early for this at all. Not at all. We also were going to talk about our first round draft pick, uh, <laughs> but that was, that was said more as a joke. And then I didn't have anybody, but Sarah came prepared for that too. So if she wants to throw it in, she can, but we're just yeah. going to start with the most obvious answer, I believe, but Sarah, who do you have winning the NFC North this year? No other than the Green Bay Packers. So I have them going four and two, which matches up with my um, our score predictions uh, from a few weeks ago. Um, so I have them losing to Minnesota the second time that they play. Um, always seems like they drop one to Minnesota. And then I have them losing that last one to the Lions just because they're going to rest players and just like last season, they let the game go. It didn't matter. They already had it all locked up. We're going to the playoffs. So I'm going to take Packers winning the NFC North at four and two. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to take Packers as well. Don't really need to go too deep into that, but who's going to be your number one seed for the NFC overall? Getting that by. I'm actually going to take the Rams on this one. Um, I think the Rams, obviously, they're coming off winning the Super Bowl, which is huge. Um, And I think they've been kind of waiting for some pieces to click together for them. And it just started to all click at the perfect time last year. And I really think that they're going to ride that momentum into the next season. Um, So I'm going to have the Rams as the number one seed and the regular season winner for the NFC. But I do think it's going to be a close race as it usually is. I think I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I think with Tom Brady coming back, I think getting rid of Bruce Arians, I think he's going to be a little bit happier. Um, Still have a a whole bunch of weapons around him. Still have that good defense. Um, They just added Akeem Hicks today as a, on a one-year deal. So, I mean, still feels like it's that destination that, that veterans want to go to and try to win the championship there. And if he is going to retire and join Fox at some point, no better way to do it than winning a Super Bowl. So I think that's kind of my thought. He's going to be very, very focused on that. Okay. NFC championship game prediction and your winner. All right. So kind of going back in the time capsule a couple weeks again to our score predictions, I had the Packers losing to the Bucks. Um, in week is it three, four, I don't even know when they play in Tampa Bay. Um, and I do think that that's going to happen, but I think that there's going to be a rematch and that the rematch will be in the NFC championship game. Packers will have a chance to redeem themselves and will beat the Bucks. They will knock off Tom Brady and the Bucks. Redemption from two years ago, redemption from losing earlier in the year. So that's what I'm feeling. I don't have a score prediction. I just have a winner. We are not asking for score (laughs) predictions in June, Sarah. We're good. (laughs) But I actually have the exact same thing. Uh, Like like you said, they're getting the number one seed. I think Tom Brady is very motivated. Um, So they're going to have to go down to Tampa, but it won't be as warm. So I feel like eh, it could work in the Packers' favor there. And I'm going to take the Packers to, to win the NFC Championship. So that will get us to the Super Bowl prediction. I know it's shocking that both of us have picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl in June, but who's it going to be against, Sarah? So Packers, Bills, again, another redemption opportunity for the Packers. So I believe that they're going to lose to the Bills about midseason when they have to go to Buffalo um, and play in the primetime game. I think pressure is going to be a lot. They're going to drop it. And again, they will redeem themselves the second game in a row and they will win the Super Bowl and bring the Lombardi home. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I'm going to go Packers, Kansas City. Uh, feels I like, like I feel like Patrick Mahomes hasn't been there um, and wants to get back, wants to win another one, kind of do what he can. But I'm going to take the Packers overall to win the Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers in this offense without Devontae Adams, having to trust what Malifor creates is a good thing. That's what at least I'm trying to convince myself of with not having Devontae Adams. So I'm just going full force. They're going to win the Super Bowl without Devontae Adams because that that makes plenty of sense. So, uh, yeah, I think that's our, our way too early predictions for everything. Do you want to give your first round draft pick? You know what? When you said you didn't have them, I deleted it out of my notes and I already forgot who it was because <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest with you. So, no, we're going to skip that. I think it was somebody from Alabama. It was. It was a defensive okay. lineman from Alabama. Okay. That works. That works. Well, let's get to, let's get into the questions from Twitter. If you guys aren't following us, uh, make sure to do that. As always, at Sarah Kelleher, for at Steve Perich, at Dusty Evely, and at Packaday Podcast. Let's start it off with Matt Tolufson. If the Packers could add just one more free agent to this year's roster, who would you pick? Sarah. Yeah, so I was against this in the past, but after seeing him on the Rams um, this past season, and I know it would be a late addition, but I really think Odell would be great um, in the offense. Clearly, you know, towards ACL in the Super Bowl, so he probably wouldn't be ready till November, (laughs) December time. But hey, the Packers are, you know, kind of cruising towards a playoff berth and they're able to do that and then add OBJ to the mix. I'm all for it. So he's still available. I have a feeling he'll, he's going to resign with the Rams, but if we're just going by who's available, then I'm going to pick OBJ. Okay. Yeah. I like it. That'd be a, that'd be a huge addition for the Packers. I would go right now, Julio Jones. I know everybody's going to say, Oh, he's washed. Oh, he's injured. Like, Great. Like you're, you're telling me that guy can't add knowledge to that Packers wide receiver room. He can't like showcase to them what it's like to be a true number one wide receiver. He's got a little, a little bit left in the tank. Like he doesn't have to be what he used to be, but if you can be serviceable enough for, you know, half the season, 10, 12 games, like that's huge. And then have that experience on playoffs, man. Yeah. Sign me, sign me the hell up for that. Next question, Jonas uh, Johansson, clone a current Packer and have two of him on the roster. There are caveats, Sarah, and there's quite a few. (laughs) 
<laughs> not 12, 97, 23, 69, 74, or the top two edges being uh, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. Uh, so who would you choose? So no Aaron Rodgers, no Kenny Clark, no Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith. Somebody and then be- uh, oh. there's a, sorry, there's a second part of his question as well. Also, what food and beverages would you, would be your go-to if you were working a shift 24 hours straight asking for me, who's doing that? So. Wow. Well, I hope you're okay. That's a lot. That's intense. So thinking of you, um, and I'm going to go with a you answer this one. I'm going to say Devondre Campbell. Why not? If it works, let's throw another one of him in the mix. He's great. Good okay. leader. Doesn't seem to miss any tackles. So I like that. Um, and then oh, what food and beverages? So I got to think. So in the morning, I think I would make a bacon, egg and cheese sandwich. I have one of those breakfast sandwich makers. A lot of times I'll just quickly put it together and then I'll actually wrap it in tin foil and just throw it in my bag and take it to work. If I'm running late and then I can just eat it while I'm checking my email or whatever in the morning. So I would do that. I would definitely pack some fruit. I'm a big strawberry, banana, grapes person kind of eat throughout the day. Um, definitely pretzels and goldfish string cheese is another good snack, probably throw yogurt in there. Um, and then for lunch or dinner, I would do cold pizza. So, you know, two slices of that, maybe pack, a salad or something in there too. Um, other than that, some granola bars, fruit snacks. I mean, that's a long time. That's a lot of food mm. to pack for. That's a whole day's worth of food. And I, I snack throughout the day. So, um, and I guess for dinner, maybe I would meal prep. I'd have some rice and chicken and be able to just heat that up if there's a microwave or just make a sandwich and throw that in there too. So I have that, but yeah, that's tough. I don't know mm-hmm. what I would do. Yeah, that's a that's a long, long day. Let's see. As far as the Packers roster go, if I had to clone somebody, I we talked about this a little bit, and we when you take out all of the the really, really, really good players from the Packers, then you're a little limited. But I I decided to go with Adrian Amos, uh, the one of the thinnest parts of the Packers team. I'd say right now, outside of the quarterback room is safety, and if you can get a cloned copy of Adrian Amos one that can be thrown in the box for, you know, those dime looks and one you can stay back on the backside and keep everything where they're supposed to be, man, like you have a huge problem that's just been solved. So I would say Adrian Amos would be my answer. And as far as if you're working for 24 hours straight, man, I did that once in college at a, I worked for a party rental company when we did tents for country USA uh, down at the Illinois, Wisconsin border. And it was, it was hell. So I do not envy you Jonas, but what I did is I had a cooler full of sandwiches. I did like some chips. I did sodas. Um, and like Sarah said, snacks was always a big thing to get some of those, but like protein bars was a good, uh, a good way to go. And then um, like almonds and stuff. And then I'm big on sugar-free Red Bulls. So that would be my go-to, especially if you guys stay up for 24 hours straight. So. Oh yeah. I got to pack some body armor, sugar-free mm-hmm. body armor. That's mm-hmm. my blood. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, Travis Mack. What rule change would you like to see implemented? What's a food you might consider trying again or for the first time? So I think rules, I don't have a specific one, but related to it would just be like taunting or excessive celebration. We, Steve and I were talking about this before. You know, a good example is last season when Devontae got a, a first down against the 49ers and he kind of turned around and 
he, he was kind of chirping at uh, the defender that was covering him and then flagged 15 yards. Like, that's stupid. Let them trash talk as long as it's nothing outrageous and it's all, you know, appropriate and in the game. That's fine. So sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like the refs are a little too strict about that. And they're also selective. People will do things that are just absolutely absurd and ridiculous and they won't flag that. And then somebody does something like Devonte, where they just kind of say like, Oh, like in your face, whatever, like you suck. And they're like, Nope, that's not allowed. So I don't know what the answer is, but finding something there where maybe they can be more consistent with those calls. And they kind of have like a threshold for what's okay. And what isn't instead of randomly just deciding like, no, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a food I might consider trying again or for the first time. So I'm not a huge sushi person. Um, and, and I like like the ones with sweet potato and some of the more, I'm not a big raw fish person, but maybe it's just because I haven't tried it at the right places. So I would say maybe, you know, if I went to a place that had really just exceptional sushi and it was good that I would go there and try it again and see how I feel. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, rule change. I would be implemented. I'm ready for a chip in the ball. Like I really feel like there's it's 2022. I feel like there's a way that they can figure this out where it doesn't have to be just the chain gang with like, Oh, let's see if you've made it 10 yards. Oop, let's, let's this is uh, it's we're, we're eyeballing it. Oh, somebody's in the way. I got to move out of the way. And now the, the, spot of the ball is off. Like that's, that's something that could really, really be fixed. I don't know how perfectly it would work, but on some level, like same thing with like field goals with punts, you can extend the bars of the, like of the goalpost and figure out if it goes through, if it would have hit like that's something. And then on punts, like it's so ridiculous that the, the, the line judge, all he does is stare up at the sky to figure out exactly where the ball went out of bounds. And then he stares at it and runs until he gets under that spot. And that's where, how they figure out where the ball went out of bounds. Like, come, you gotta be able to figure out a way to make that a little bit more effective than just pure guessery. So that would be my, like, I'm ready for that. A little bit of updating that kind of stuff. Um, same thing with a goal line. You'd be able to tell if the ball broke the plane. Like you can piece it all together with video. I think that's something that you could make work. So, um, and as far as food that I might consider trying again, um, I couldn't think of anything. I didn't have one. So I'm just going to, yeah, I have a no and non-answer for that one. So wow. I apologize, Travis. I couldn't, nothing was coming to my head. So the next one comes from our good buddy, Dusty. What is your least favorite thing about Dusty? <laughs> is it that you have a hard time focusing when you're talking to him because he's so good looking? I'll take my answer off air. On air. On air. Oh, so he does want to hear about it now. So what's your uh, least favorite thing about Dusty? My least favorite thing about Dusty is that he's not here with us right now. No, I don't think I have a least favorite thing about Dusty. Maybe except when you guys team up and make fun of me and... <laughs> Tell me I'm a little child. Uh, that, that's all I can really think of. I mean, Dusty's the best. He's awesome. Um, I always say like working with both of you is great. I have zero complaints. So Dusty stand up guy all around. I don't have any complaints about you. Uh, sorry for anyone that wanted me to roast him, but I'll leave that to Steve. I'm sure he has something good. 
I was just going to say one of my least favorite things is when he, uh, when he takes time off and then we have to do the editing of the podcast. That's just, we know, have to do the editing <laughs> air code. I take that back. Andy has to do the editing. We have to record it, which uh, still is a pain in the ass for us. And it took us a while to figure that out too. So. Yeah. We've got a good system down now. Um, mm-hmm. It only took, you know, many years to figure it out, but we got it. Yeah. I, I mean, Outside of that, I really like, unfortunately, like there's all sorts of good, like joking around on the podcast. We make fun of each other a lot, but like he's such a good human being. Like I just, I don't, I got nothing and it sucks. Cause all I want to do is tell him that he's a horrible person, but I like him too much. So kind of annoying, but, uh, all right, we'll move on. Next question. Um, you got Ama Diesel wants this one specifically for me. So if you have a guess what it's about, you probably know. But does it feel amazing not to worry about inside linebacker anymore? Vindication. I'll just answer this one, Sarah, because it was straight for me. But I, I don't feel great. Like I love Devondre Campbell. Love that they resigned him. Like that they invested in it. This was his first year being an All Pro. Played great. That's amazing. But again, like I can't guarantee you he's going to jump right back to that. He's done great in Joe Barry's system. But again, like I need to see it again. Like I want to see that. And again, investing in first round drafting in Quay Walker. That's awesome. Never done. Like they don't ever do it. And now they did it. And that's awesome. Got to see if he's actually any good. So while it's in a way better place than it's been in years and years and years, I'm still worried like on some level of, is this going to be the thing that actually takes, are there going to be relapses like that kind of stuff? So overall, like they're in a, again, way better place than they were, but still there's some worry for me. So, uh, hate to play Debbie downer today, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting. I don't know. Well, do you feel any better about it? I'm kind of indifferent. I'll let you be angry about that position group. I know that's your passion. So <laughs> All right. Next question. Brian Har said on paper, the Packers look as good or better at every position except for wide receiver barring injury. Another strong season should be in order outside of the quarterbacks. What do you and Sarah Keller see as their weakest position of depth and food question? It's grilling season in Wisconsin brats or hamburgers. Sheesh. Okay. Um, I think, a position that they definitely could use more depth at is tight end. Um, don't really, I mean, Mercedes Lewis is still there and he's great, but he's getting a lot older. Maybe this is his last season. Uh, Tonin or Tunyon, however the hell you say his name now, who knows? <laughs> um, he's obviously coming back from an ACL. So you just never know how that's going to shake up. And then Jaguar's also struggled with injuries. So I'm going to say that's definitely a position where I'm, I'm not concerned, but I'm looking at it and saying, mm, you know, hopefully it shakes out. Um, so that, it would be tight end for me. Um, and then, but I also think um, on a more positive note that there's a lot of potential there too, perhaps some of the most. So it could either, you know, turn out really well or not so much. I don't think there's really going to be a middle ground. Um, and then grilling season, brat or hamburger. I'm just going to go with hamburger. I think because I can have more variations of it. I can have sliders. I can have a, a thicker burger. I can have, you know, thin patty, you have cheeseburger. You can put more toppings on it. So I'm just going to go hamburger. 
I'd say the safety group is the one that I would like a little bit more depth with where you've got your top two starters, but outside of that, when you're getting to the third safety, there's question marks already as to who that's going to be. So that would be something that I would, I would have loved, I would have loved for the Packers to bring in the, the honey badger. Like I think that would have been a, just a, I know probably too expensive for them, but would have been just an amazing fit where he can, you can move Adrian Amos. You can move Darnell Savage. You can put they're they're all just chess pieces moving all around the board who can really be effective. And I think that would have been a home run. So that would be my, my thought is the weakest position of depth. As far as food goes, brats or hamburgers, man, if you're grilling, you do both. And then the, the hack is that you cut the bratwurst in half the long way. And then you put it on top of the hamburger and then you have an amazing, amazing uh, artery clogging sandwich. So that's uh, my Wisconsin hack. Let's see. James wants to know how many Packers receivers will you have, uh, will have over 500 yards this season? That's a good question. Um, I actually think one, I think it's going to be Alan Lazard. And then I think number two will be Aaron Jones at running back. So there we go. I'm just going to take a bold prediction. Makes no sense, so did, but why not? So is it one or two? Well, he asked, the question was why. Well, he said receivers. receivers. You're right. Okay. So, I got you now. But I'm I got giving you. that caveat. Okay. I get it. No, that makes sense. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm going to say two is, I think I'm going to say two wide receivers. I do think that uh, Aaron Rodgers, like they're going to need to use Christian Watson a lot. And I think they'll use creative ways to get them going and getting 500 yards in 17 games. I don't think is that crazy. And if they use him in bubble screens, if they use him, yeah, that's a good point. They, if he is so much of a home run hitter that, that he'll get a couple chances of big plays, uh, you know, takes that MVS role uh, stuff over the top. Most likely he'll probably hit on a couple of them. And I think getting 500 yards, isn't that crazy for a rookie. So especially ones that they want to get utilized in the offense early and often. So I think we'll do that. And then I also think Alan Lazard as well. And then we did get one last minute one uh, from Matt Pickett. What kind of OTA related tweet would it take to get you for real legit excited and food take or food question. What were dusty's best and worst food takes ever? First part of that question. None, none <laughs> OTAs are the least exciting thing ever. They're exciting on the first day. Cause it feels like football's back. And then you remember there's months to go. Um, I think just a few days ago, someone said there's still a hundred days left until the season. So I'm just not going to worry about anything until then. Um, and then food. Well, Steve and I both agree on Dusty's worst food take. So we'll start with that. Um, and that was that fun dip was a snack. Um, yep. Horrendous take from Dusty. So maybe that's our least favorite thing about Dusty going back to that question. Um, a bowl of then, sugar is apparently a snack. Yes. Yeah. And then in my opinion, his best take is just, we just talked about it last week. We both hate coleslaw. Um, so we're on, we're on that team together. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can totally get down for like punter hang times, um, distances for kickers with that, that bacon miss field goals. Those are always super exciting things to see, uh, outside of that, like Sarah said, no, I, I don't get excited about tweets from, um, OTAs. Like it's great to see some Packers content, some other stuff to talk about, but overall, like I'm just I'm more excited for training camp to get here and preseason to get here and stuff. So yeah, uh, Dusty's best and worst food takes totally the uh, 
the fun dip. Like it's, it's not even, it's not even a question where he legit told us that that was a snack and it's not a bowl of sugar that has a hardened piece of sugar that you just <laughs> dip in and lick it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's uh, that, that's the bad one. As far as his best takes, I mean, he's got some pretty decent food takes like, or we're all on board on Oreos. And he introduced me to the peanut butter Oreos, which I had never had before. He told me to go get those ones. And those are outstanding. So yeah, that, that sounds, uh, that sounds about right for me. So Sarah, that's going to wrap it up. We got some great questions. So thank you guys as always for those, but uh, before we wrap this thing up, you got any closing thoughts for us? Yeah. Just simple. Just do what makes you happy. You know, hang out with people that, bring positive positivity into your life. You know, I've, I've been trying to focus more on that lately. I think it's really easy to get caught up in work and just all the other busyness and craziness of life, of everyday life. Um, so, you know, as we go into the summer, I think it's a good opportunity to take a step back, relax, you know, think about your situation. Are you happy? If not, then find something that does make you happy and try new things. And if you got too much on your plate, then think about what you could take off. So, you know, hope everybody is, um, happy, healthy heading into the summer. And yeah, that that's my closing thought for today. Yeah. Completely love that. I mean, echo everything you kind of said there, make sure you're taking care of your own mental health. That's a huge priority and glad that people are actually talking about that kind of stuff nowadays. That's a, it's a really big thing. So, and then, uh, for me, just a little bit of fun, uh, I was telling Sarah beforehand, but for those of you who did not know, you can air fry a frozen steak legitimately i had a completely frozen steak it was air fried within 12 minutes was amazing i was completely like blown away couldn't believe that it actually tasted as good as it did it was juicy it was tender it was it was awesome so uh if you need that it's uh seven minutes on one side at 320 six minutes on the other side at 350 done perfectly medium. So, uh, I, I don't know who needed to hear that, but I'm sure I just changed one person's lives. Who's listening to this podcast. So you're welcome. Thank you guys as always for listening. We, we really appreciate uh, all the interactions on Twitter. We appreciate everything you guys do and that you continually listen and download day in, day out. So thank you guys as always. Uh, we will be back. We're not sure if Dusty will be back next week. He's coming back from vacation. So we'll see if either uh, otherwise you'll have Sarah and I again, or hopefully the trio back together again. So we will catch you next week. And as always go pack, go.